We're getting closer and closer to Rosh Hashanah. And the feeling I get is like someone who knows he has to make a foundation. It's taking a lot of time. Foundations are very important. But you keep pouring concrete into the foundation, and you see you need more. And time's running out. And what can I do? What we've been talking about until now is consistency. To be consistent. The person has to know they have responsibility. This is our space. What does that have to do with Rosh Hashanah? It has a lot to do with Rosh Hashanah. It has everything to do with Rosh Hashanah, but not just Rosh Hashanah. So when we talk about Rosh Hashanah, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I wanted tonight to take another facet about responsibility. People are responsible. A baby has no responsibility. He can do whatever he wants. A great Jew, Rabbi Shlomo Fisher, Shlita, one of the yeshivas in Italy, yeshiva, said, what are the mazel tovs of life? When you're more responsible, a child gets born. Mazel tov, until now you had to do absolutely nothing. Now you have to nurse. And then you become bar or bas mitzvah. Oh, now you're responsible. These things you have to do. And the truth is, Rabbi Avram Godzinski, Hashem Yikam said, even children below Bar Mitzvah are responsible and are punished for things that they did as long as they, they understood that it was wrong. Bezin Shalmata doesn't punish until 13. They can't. They're not allowed to. Bezin Shalmata, if it's something that you understand to be wrong, there's punishment for it. I'm not going to go into that now. And then a person gets married. Mazel tov. Now you're responsible. And then you have a child. Oh gosh, then you're, now you're responsible. So the, every mazel tov is life is because we're more responsible. When a person doesn't realize they're responsible, they move through life and they don't accomplish much. I want to talk about one facet of how people uh, stop being responsible, and that's the minute of blaming people, of blaming things. It's like, you know, we always say it's better to have a good cash than have a bad terrace. Why? Because a bad terrace, so you think you have shot, you move on. If you have a good cash, so then, you know you don't capture shot, one day you'll find out. I always mention that my son is 42 now, she's living very well. 39, 29 years ago, Rashak was walking in the street and he started dancing. I remember when it happened. He said, Sure, I'll fish in Katana. So I asked him, what are, you, what are you dancing for? He says, Now he has shot, he just got shot in the Rambam he's been thinking about for 50 years. If he would have been satisfied with the Daikhi shot, he never would have gotten shot. That's one reason. It's 
better have a bad terrorist. But there's a more important reason. Your brain starts to get crooked. When you hear too many crooked pshatim, so you start thinking that's how you're supposed to learn. Has to be glad, has to be straight. So your brain becomes straight. So blaming is a bad terrorist. Because it becomes, you know, a bit, a, 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 it's like a printing press. It, it, is there something wrong? So it turns out counterfeit bills. The bills are no good. So one of the ways, one of the bad towards him in life is blaming. Uh, I didn't have a hush of appearance. I came from a broken home. I was a sickly child. My parents didn't have any money. I don't have any hijos. I don't have such a good head. Now, it doesn't mean these things don't make th are not valid reasons why things are difficult. But they're not, they're not, a, they're not an answer. It is very important. That's the subject tonight. The reason, and we're going to talk about it, how to get out of it. But this has direct impact on Rosh Hashanah. Because when you prepare for Rosh Hashanah, you prepare for Yom Hadin, you know, you can't say to yourself, well, this is not my fault, and that's not my fault, and that's not my fault. It's, always, it's someone else's fault. I, I always tell you about uh, this mother when her son fell on the stairs, told him to turn around and say, bad stairs. It's the stairs' fault that I fell. So the kid, instead of learning to walk down the stairs correctly, she has somebody to blame. So I saw today in um, Manchester, Rosh Hashiva, it's on page 381. So he talks about it in the footnote. He says, tell the child to say, bad floor. Child slips on the floor. So whose fault is it? It's the floor's fault. So he says, different reason. He says, first he tells the child to be a, a, a vengeful. You get back at someone. I slipped on you, I hit the floor. Bad floor. And the other is, you get used to a shaker. Which is different than blaming. It's also a shaker, but person has to know, and I always tell you this, there's a big cloud in life. You do the best you can, and then you stop. There are things that you can't do. There are a lot of things you can't do. And there are a lot of things you can't do now. So you can't do them now. All it means is that you can't do them now. That's all it means. In a week, in a month, in a year, you will be able to do them. So let's take a look. Rabbi Chonin, in the Kovitz Parshish that we learn. He says, when a person is doing well, he says, But when uh, things go wrong, there's always someone to blame. So on the bottom, an asterisk, it says, it is on the pasuk, on that pasuk he says it. That he's talking about the depression in the 30s. That they gave this reason and that reason. The Chavaz Chaim said there was another reason. The Emun and HaKadosh Baruch Hu went lost. So now the Emun of people in each other have gone lost. A world economy has to work on a certain level of trust. You have this, this, this country called the United States of America. They issue dollar bills. Did you ever read a dollar bill? It's not worth anything. 
there's nothing, there, you know, there isn't enough gold in Fort Knox to bet that if everyone came to cash in their dollars, first of all, they're not even going to give you the gold anymore. It used to be they had to give you gold if you demanded it. But they don't have to do that. Will we keep going? So we trust that they keep going. It's all tr- when you don't trust anybody, so then, uh, then you get punished. But that's the Teva Ha'odim, Rebbe Chana says. You take credit for things, but when things go wrong, you blame. But that's not the Derech of a Tzaddik. A Tzaddik stops and looks and sees, have I done anything wrong? And we're going to talk before we finish tonight what to do and how to stop blaming. Because or else you just like, you know, there's always somebody to blame. I told you the story of a principal told me, since he was a kid, was doing very poorly, and um, he got into trouble, so the principal said to him, what is this? The kid says to him, it's your fault. So the principal told him, he told me the story, the principal. The kid said to him, it's your fault. So the principal asked him, but this is my first year in the school. What about last year and the year before? So he said a classic line, there's always someone to blame. That was his answer. I feel good because it's not my fault. Eventually, it comes crashing down. The derech of Sadiq is not like that. The derech of Sadiq is not like that. The brothers of Yosef said, We are guilty. Shomay means desolate. We're empty. It's our fault. Yosef, they were not weaklings. When Yosef said, Jes Binyamin, Sarorachim says, Oh, yeah, Jes Binyamin. Aha. Vaiga Shalav Yehuda, and he's going to take this man and make, you know, chop liver out of him. But five seconds before, he, was, he just was everybody. Because there's everybody, Shalom's there. Binyamin is innocent from Machiri Yosef. You hang around bad people, you get into trouble. As soon as he only wanted Binyamin, oh, it's not a troublemaker. He wasn't afraid of, of Yosef. He just accepted that it was his, it was his fault. Oh, I have to take responsibility. Rav Miller brings the case of Esther. Esther goes into the base at Salama, she's going to meet Achashverosh. And Haruch HaKodesh left her. Now, in the base at Slomim, they were Slomim. They were idols. And it, we know that where there are idols, the Shekhinah goes away. It doesn't mean the Shekhinah goes away. It means you lose touch. The Shekhinah is everywhere. The Shekhinah is at the bottom of the crater of the moon also. Just as much as in the Kaddish HaKadoshim. So Ibn Ezra in Pasha's Truma. Except it's easier to connect to the Shekhinah in the, in the, in the Kaddish HaKadoshim. It's more accessible. The Eretz HaKadoshim means it's more accessible. It's easier. Shabbos. Shabbos Shalashudis. The Shekhin is more, it's, it's close. It doesn't mean closer proximity. It's easier to reach. There's a Kedusha Zazman. Yom Kippur. There's a Kedusha Zazman. His example is, the Ibanez's example is, the Gemara says in Brachas that the Nishama fills up the whole body. The whole, the body is, the is everywhere. 
Tell me, where is it easier to tell where the Nisham is? In my big toe or on my face? Or in my eyes? Or in how I speak? And who I am? From my neck up? The same amount of Nishama, except it comes out over here more. It's more accessible. The, thin, the glass is thinner. That's what it means. So you go to the base at Slavin, the glass gets thick. Some Sefer says that's why Moshe Ben said, but say says I have to leave the city power, I gotta leave the city in order to dab and feel, in order to stop borrowing. Why? Because all the Egyptians, at least the ones that you know believed that this might happen, took their sheep and brought it into town. The sheep was in Vaidizara. So the town is full of Vaidizaras. So he just, you know, had to leave town. In this book on the Manchester Rosh Hashiva, he wouldn't make a bracha in a room when there was a television. There's a tumor there. They bring their myself that there was a man who was deathly ill, and they asked the Shiva to daven for him, Rafsego. He asked, Is there a television in the room? He says, Yes, there's a television, and that's how the people pass the time uh, while they're sitting around this man's. Uh, Deathbed. She said, take the television out. And they put in tapes, uh, Torah tapes. In a few hours, the man was starting to recover already. He comes in my You know what a school is? A school is something where I can't tell the connection between cause and effect. What does the red, red band around my wrist have to do with anything? Now, I believe. I don't know. Maybe it's something. I'm not. I, yeah, okay. Yeah. Could be a good may. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not saying anything against it because I don't know anything about it. Kimei is these things. Maybe they work. I don't know. They do work. The Rebbe says like a mezuzah on a house. How, how does the mezuzah work? How does it work? I don't know. I, but it's my problem. I can't see cause and effect. This tumor is there. Great people sense it and the effects. So Rebbe said, take the television out of the room. It's a different room when there's no television. So, she, Haruch HaKadosh left. So she said, Kaylee, Kaylee, Loma Zaftoni, why'd you leave me? I said, maybe it's because I called him a dog. Tadik came in to tell him the truth. And Nachat Sheresh was a dog. And she called him a dog. She's diving to Rebbein Shalom about saving her from this fellow who was a dog. So she says, lay him in the killer. But you know, it's not covered Malchus. Different subject, but Rashi in Pastor Rayachi says that Yaakov Avinu was covered the Malchus when Yosef came, he sat up. And Rashi gives two examples, Paroi and Achav. We don't say Zechonim with Rochi after any of them. But there's a covered mouth, it's not our subject. A melech, a melech is a dogma of melech, malche, hamlochen. I tell you, Meister, I, I was, uh, I was, learning, I was causing a sick to Tomid two weeks ago, Friday night, and um, it talks there about the, uh, talks there, I didn't finish the Mesech there, okay? I said, Chazim Mesech to Tomid makes it sound like I finished it. I didn't finish it. But it says over there, that uh, they had guards in the uh, in the Azara, 
and in the uh, and the, by the by the uh, Harabais, do the guards guards not to uh, not to protect the base on English, not to protect Hashem. These were kids. I mean, like a 15-year-old kid, you know, lady standing there. Like, what's he standing there for? It's a covet for the base Hashem. So Gemara talks about this, you know, the Harabais. So they they stood on the inside. Because you can sit down if you're tired. But on the outside, but on the Azara, you can't sit down in the Azara. Only Malchus based over can sit in the Azara. So they had to watch from the outside. So they failed to sit down. So I don't understand. It's more of a covet inside? Like, what's more of a covet inside than outside? So an Englishman came, usher a brisk Tamatachim from my building. Yeah. And he comes in, and I said, Oh, I have a shayla. And I asked him. So he said to me, on the spot, in Buckingham Palace, they guard on the inside, not on the outside. <laughs> okay? That's all they got is covered mouth. It's covered they got. Yeah? I told you once, I was watching, I was uh, with my son, I played tourist a couple of days in London, and the uh, horse threw one of the uh, riders that were, you know, protecting the queen. And he's laying there on the floor, and they didn't know what to do. In fact, that's not in the script. Not supposed to be like that. And it was a hot sun. This guy's laying there in full dress, yeah? And like, you know, it took them 15 minutes to figure out that maybe they should call an ambulance and bring a stretcher. And they're protecting the queen, okay? So, you know, it's COVID. Malchus is a, an echo of the Rebbeishon. That was his answer, on the spot. Buckingham Palace. I said, do Malchus. Some of them have key for reasons there why the guard's on the inside. And there's a changing of the guard. I'm not sure what all the halachas. But he said they're on the inside. I believe him. I've never inside Buckingham Palace. So anyway, she called him a dog. She right away corrected herself. And Rucha Kaidish came back. She took responsibility. She didn't blame the Tzlamin. It's their fault. A derech to a failed life is always getting into the habit. It's a bad shot, always blaming someone. You're preparing for Rosh Hashanah. Take responsibility. Figure out what you can do. You're not responsible for the things you can't do. Forget about them. But the things you can do, the things you need to do, think about it. You're responsible. Okay. Now, one of the reasons we like to give blame to someone else, because we live under a mistaken impression that if I make a mistake, it must be I'm no good. It's not true. People make mistakes. If I think that this mistake makes me no good, then I'm going to blame somebody else. <coughs> Take responsibility. Say you're sorry. It's okay. But if I think that I'm no good, then, I, then, then, I, then I'm going to defend myself. I'm going to defend myself. It must be you. Because healthy people don't want to think they're no good. That's the way it is. They don't want to think they're no good. There's another reason why people shouldn't blame. Because if it's not my fault, if I didn't do it, then there's nothing I can do about it. 
What can I do about it? It's not my fault. Like, um, if I don't understand Rashi, so Rashi made a mistake. Instead of saying, I don't understand, say Rashi made a mistake. I mean, as much as it makes you feel good, right? Because uh, uh, there's nothing wrong with me, it's uh, there's a problem over there, right? Let's take a look at some of the things that you can think about that'll help you stop doing this. But again, Rosh Hashanah, your preparation for Rosh Hashanah is to figure out what you're responsible for. You're responsible for improving your character. You're responsible for going to sleep on time. You're responsible for taking care of your health. You're responsible to do Chazara. You're responsible. You're a big boy. It's like Rabbi Yaakov Kamenesky, Zechayin Levrocha, when he gave the highest shir in Torah Vedas, so he learned Nida and Shabbos and Brachis. He learned how chulin. He learned how lochadikim mesechtes. Says them till now. I mean, they're not yeshivish mesechtes. So he says until now, you've been learning how to learn. When are you going to start learning? Now it doesn't mean that learning the bavas is not learning chas It's not learning halacha lemaisa. I told one of the two people I got a shaila this week. This week we're holding a Monday. Last week, yeah about a kid who's very well behaved all week. Like really well behaved. He's great in school, he does everything he needs to do. On Shabbos he's a terror. He's beating up his brothers and sisters at the table. It's like a terror. So I told him, it's like, Mom, but for karma. Mu'ed for Shabbos says. Yeah? It's a, uh, there's a short, it's a mu'ed for Shabbos says. Oh, Rashi will tell me pshat, because it's not working. Oh, that's right, the same thing, this kid's not working. A whole week he's busy, you know, he's busy with his work. Shop is not working. So he's a terror. But it turned out to be deeper than that. These parents, real, these pay very menschlicher people. Oh, amazing. And, and uh, what happened was, I always tell parents, you have to have a connection to your kids. They have to be willing to talk to you, and you're responsible for that. From the time the kid is... It's very small. So they asked, I told them, talk to the kid when he's not, you know, not Shabbos. Don't talk to him on Shabbos, too late or too early, depending on, you know, which week you're talking about. Do you know what he said? He said, I see the kids are misbehaving. Tati's not doing anything about it. I have to take over. Of course, he's a b'chor. I mean, I forgot I left that out. That's partial. Yeah? I got to take over. <laughs> so he did something which is pure genius. I never would have thought of it. It's pure genius. He sat down with this boy who loves to learn, who's successful in learning, and said, let's learn the sugya, like a piece of Gemara. Yeah, when the children act out at the Shabbos table, Zachariah, making up his name, Zachariah holds kach the kach we have to do. Tati holds kach the kach we have to do. So what's the machlekes? And he has, you know, Rashi entices over. He might have wrote it down. Rashi entices what, what's Pshat and Zachariah. And what's Pshat and Tati. And the kid understood. When you look, put it to me that way, how Loch is like Tati. Gosh. 
That was pure genius. I told the person I understand, that wasn't intelligent, it was genius. Yeah. But you can only pull that off if you had preparation beforehand. If you made the site. When you have the insight, that's it. Yeah. So let's take a look at some of the things you can think in your head that will allow you to blame yourself. One is maybe there's damage I can't I can't undo. There's things I can't I can't change, but there are things I can. Can I salvage anything? Salvaging something is a lot. Okay? Everything matters. You know, there's a cloud. In order my middle divrei tire on kein nichtschaubar. I made a mistake. Our mistakes are our greatest teachers. You know, I, I give you, I give you a marshal. This chokma, bina, and das. Chokma is information. Bina is deeply understanding the information. You can make new information. That's the word bina to build. And das is when that information is part of your emotional reality. So the example I give, this tells her she was a kind of officer, is when a mother tells his, her child, when a, we have a hot pot on the fire, don't touch it because metal is hot when it's on a fire and you will burn yourself. That's information. Bina is when he figures it's not the shape of the pot or how tall it is. It's anything that's metal on the fire, even a skillet, even a frying pan. That's Bina. But then when he touches the thing, it goes, ouch, that's Das. That's Das. Now he knows. Yeah? That's a, that's a person who made a mistake. You did something wrong, and you lost out. Okay? Now you know that you won't do it again. Some, it's like... Um, there was a Jew, very great man, in Rabbi Shazaman Meltzer, He was never a, a, a strong person. So when he got engaged, if they got engaged, they found out that his constitution, his body, wasn't such a strong body. So the Kala came to Chavetz Chaim and said, he's not such a strong person, maybe it's not a good idea. So Chavetz Chaim said, there's some people who are healthy and some people who live long. Okay, some people are strong, and some people live long. I remember Rabbi Zechayim Levrocha, Rabbi Berman told me there are people who are healthy, really healthy, and they don't take care of themselves because they're never sick, and they drop dead in the street. I mean, it was his word, and they just dropped. They never took care of themselves because they never thought they had to. A person who's not so healthy, he takes care of himself. For instance, a diabetic. Controlled diabetics are healthier than most of the population. They're healthier than most of the population. Why? Because they have to take care of themselves. They have a michshol. They have a rebellious pancreas that doesn't, doesn't treat them nicely. So what do you do? You treat it nicely. You know, you treat the pancreas nicely, it treats you back nicely. And they're healthier. They're healthier. Why? Because they're sick. Not this type. There are a lot of things like that. There are, there are people who are matzliach, they're great tamidah chachamim, because they have an average kishrin. It's the bali kishrin that are not the tamidah chachamim. You made a mistake, you pick yourself up, and that mistake you won't make again. 
many examples. Mistakes? You don't have to blame anybody. It's your mistake. When you realize it's your mistake, you have a brighter future. Because it won't let it happen again. To sum up. When you touch a mokim mechusa, that's not a touch-up. When you touch a mokim mechusa, you have to wash the teal sedayim. Or at least menaka b'chomini de menaki. I'm not paskening. Reb Shagi stands here. But I'm just telling you between me and you. And uh, the Chaznish said this is one of the reasons people are not much in learning, because they scratch their heads. Yeah? And some uh, of to Shiva and Yoshev, if you scratch your head here, whether you have to wash or not. But everybody holds, if you scratch under the yarmulke, you do. Okay? So, yeah. Rabbi Sai, the next step to Rosh Hashanah. We've been talking about being consistent. Because if you're not consistent, then you don't have a future. What are you going to have to be banished from for a year? We speak about taking responsibility. And a chalik, a sif cotton of taking responsibility, is learning not to blame. You have difficult situations, and your situation is difficult. Let's say you have a roommate that comes in late at night and makes a noise. So don't blame him. Move! Leave! Because he's going to ruin your man. But you have difficulties, so deal with them. Deal with difficulties. You have a bad back, learn how to get out of bed. There are things other people don't have to learn. But you do. Probably nobody in this room knows how many stairs it is from the from the entrance to the building up to here, or from your dormitory room up to here. A blind person, Rahmanul Islam, would know the first day. Well, Hashem, you don't have to know. She never have to know. A disability is not something, it's not, a, it's not an excuse for your failed life. You take care of it. You do the best you can. Rishon doesn't want more than that. But if you're still into blaming, then Rishon says you're never going to take responsibility. It's always somebody else's fault. So our voice say, Remember Esther. Esther said, because maybe I called Achashar Shador. Maybe that's why. And the brother says, Shame Manachno. It's Sadik's looks for where he made his mistake. And that way he comes to have a tikkun and becomes a candidate to tell the Rebani Shalom, please, I'm a candidate for me to Sarachman. I'm not going to blame anybody. I'm going to take responsibility. Whoever's going to doubt for the Amit, Friday night. So the last time I spoke, I said, it's more the same years are more important. So I'll speak last time. So someone came and asked, what about this week? So what's the difference? So that was the most When I finished Kabbalah Shabbos, you'll say, so it'll be last time. So what? Because I told you about it. I started earlier Friday. I oh, forget it. Yeah? Finish later. People have to go home. Understand? People have to go home. If anybody dislikes children, little children, 
you should not come to the Suda tomorrow night because I'm coming with my wife and two grandchildren. And only one of them is a terror. <laughs> I leave it to you to figure out which one he is. The other one's a girl. <laughs> oh, this kid boy, you gotta watch him. He's fast. Okay. I decided not to continue right now what we were doing and to pick it up. It's an important subject. And to pick it up uh, next month. Of course, I'm uh, waiting for what you have want me to speak about. <coughs> if you don't give me any subjects, nothing will happen. I'll, I'll give the share anyway. Okay? Uh, I want to finish the part of the shear of the Shmuis that we gave Monday night that I didn't say. In fact, part of it doesn't even appear on the sheet because it's not the gear to many Bachrim. But we spoke about the, uh, the powerful chisarin of blaming. Okay? And I'm not going to repeat that, but... Um, there's two things I want to share with you. One I could have given to the Bachrim also if there had been time, and one is not the gear to them, most of them, most of the people there. When something goes wrong, so there are two ways to look at it. What happened? What went wrong? How can we fix it? Or, who did it? In Japan, they do the first. And in America, they do the second. Okay, who, who, messed, it, who's, who, who messed it up? Whose fault is it? So what happens then? People try and cover up. Wasn't me. Wasn't me. Yeah. We all want when Mashiach comes, and he asks, like, what did it take so long? So you should be able to say, like, it wasn't me. Okay? It's a bracha. You should say it wasn't me. Yeah? The intellect wants to solve a problem. The emotion says, oh gosh, this feels so terrible. I don't like this. Or like they say in America, I don't enjoy this. I don't enjoy it. Yeah? And if you don't enjoy it, it can't be anything worse than that. Yeah? If the, if the intellect wants to know how to fix it. So no one's, no one's, no one's threatened, we just don't know what to do. So there's no blaming whose fault it is. Now, if, if, if technically it's always the same guy who's doing it, so you have to fire him. Okay? That's like, that's push it. But that's also technical. Yeah? But if it's emotional, and I can't handle being wrong. It's too painful for me. And if I'm going to say it's someone else's fault. And then you have all the things that we spoke about that spins out of that, all the uh, lost life that comes out of, okay, finding who, who, who else's fault is it. 
if my wife would have been different, now we're switching over to it. My wife would have been different, she would have had these midas, or that midas, or she would have been prettier, or she would have been healthier, or if my shver would have been nicer, or my shviger, um, my shviger, yeah? Yeah? All these things are reason why I'm not functioning well. Yeah? And then you have a foolish bachrim who say, uh, my wife will get me up for chakras. Yeah? Just like someone's going to come down and knock on the door to make you wake up for chakras, because or else you can't get up. And, um, and it's his fault that I didn't get up because he didn't knock on the door. There's a pill called Ritalin. This is for people who have trouble focusing, so they give them this pill. If you need to take it, don't be stupid, take it. Okay? That's not, that's not Nugaya per se over here, that's Shaila. Yeah? You go to a competent um, neurologist or psychiatrist who's trained to, for that, yeah? And they decide whether this will help you or not. If it does, it's like putting on eyeglasses. It changes the world. So, uh, the Goyim say, a kid has to be taught that on the day he forgot his medicine, his mother forgot to give it to him. He can't say, I didn't take my medicine today, so I don't have to listen. The Goyim say this. A kid has to be taught, this is to help you. But it's not it doesn't take over your responsibility. Understand? So you have to know that this meter of not blaming allows for communication with kids. Kids aren't worried if they break a glass or they get a poor mark or, you know, there's no need for excuses. It's okay. The only question is, what do we do about it? He got a 42 on a math test, or a 42 on a Gemara test, depending which part of the country you come from, which is a bigger tragedy. Yeah? Say that. So, okay, what do we do about it? That's all, what do we do about it? So, there's no problem. The kid will say, oh, I got a 42. It, 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 if the child's hashkafe is, it's okay to get a 42 on a math test or on a Gemara test. In some places, it's a mitzvah to get a 42 on a math test because you're not supposed to do it well. Yeah? It's meant, you know, the very chosh of Avrech and this yeshiva, well, I think he's still here. He told me he, he taught uh, secular studies in Satma. So over there, the secular studies teacher was his pushing, you know. His command wasn't Jewish, yeah? Because that's the, the way it is. I taught Cheder in this, in this city, and I was, Baruch Hashem, I was very successful, and, he have to, and they wanted me to take over the secular studies also. So I went to Abchaim Friedland, and I asked him, should I do this? So he said, he doesn't know, it's a Shver Shaila. So he sent me to someone in Yerushalayim and says, you could do it, because they'll know that since you're an American, they'll understand how you know how to do this. 
It's a psal, but you've also been seeing that you're an American. So, of course, I didn't do it. But this is, it's a, that's already a social thing. But the point is, failure is not a problem. I'm a failure. I got a 42 on a test. What can we do about it? If I consistently get 42s, we have to ask why. And maybe I'm not quote unquote cut out for math. And my father should buy me a calculator. I know a very wonderful boy. He, now he's about 28. He can't tell time. He needs a digital clock to tell him what time it is. He, he gets confused with the, with the hands. He can't tell time. Yeah? His father used to flip. Yeah? What's the problem? You get him a digital watch. Like, what's the big deal? It's not his, he has a learning disability. The father can't believe it. How could he not? Can't, wonder, he can't tell time. He gets confused. That the big hand. He gets confused. Hey, he's in, you know, his whole life has been like that. Like, so what? Who play? Whose fault is this? Nothing, nothing happened. Yeah. I was on an airplane once, going to Toronto, and over the PA system it says this plane can only go to Amsterdam. So Amsterdam's a nice place. They have tulips over there. Yeah? They had, at that time, the biggest airport in the world a long time ago. It's just, I wanted to go to Toronto at that moment. And half wasn't good enough. Halfway is not good enough. Huh? So they change planes. But it's a, it's a technical point. I was once stopped in security before I got on the plane, they go through, you know, they, have, they randomly select people. So the guy opens my thing and, and, and he says, what are you doing with a bullet? With a gun bullet, gunshot bullet? I said, huh? And what else did they put into my luggage? It turned out they had mixed up the bags between his bag, his bag got in front of me, and my bag got in front of him. But it was a technical problem. I, I yeah, okay. Yeah, they would start looking for my gun also, because what good is a bullet without a gun? This guy collects bullets. I don't know what it was or why he was doing that for, but it wasn't me. I don't collect bullets. There's also an, 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 another very important side, not side benefit, real benefit of being able to take blame. There's a thing called apologizing. Some people have a very hard time apologizing. If you want to, uh, if you made a mistake, you did something wrong, apologize. Sometimes if you're married, if you didn't make a mistake, apologize. You have to be able to say, I'm sorry. That's the way it is. So these are things I wasn't going to uh, broadcast Dafka in, in, in the Shmuiz, especially since we don't have so much time. I wanted to go on to another Nakuda. Okay, that's a house office. I tell you, when I, when I was Lechem sitting Shiva for my father, Oliver Shalom, so Rav Noach Weinberg came to Menachem Ovel. I was Rabbi Shiva for 16 years. So he says to me, you know you're at the top of the line now. Right? Because the next door. 
So my instinctive reaction was, no, I have two older brothers. Who wants to be top of the line? Who wants to be responsible? You know? It's not, it's not, not my responsibility. It's not my fault. It's not my... No. You get to a certain point where you have responsibility. There's no way to avoid it. If uh, one day you put on one of these long things that cost more money to clean, that if you hang it over a, a chair so it gets dirty on the bottom, uh, it's also more expensive. There's a lot of concerns in the frock. I can't think of any mileage at all. Yeah. Sometimes the bus driver will stop in front of you, but they do that even more often if you're on, uh, if you're on, uh, what do you call it? Huh? Crutches. Egged bus drivers are nice to people on crutches. So okay, so sometimes they stop in front of a frock also. But if you wear one, you have to be careful. You have to behave yourself. My son was hit by a car in Rakhov Sarotskin. Um, why? Because there was an adult crossing the street and he figured he had, you know, there was a, a thousandth of a milliliter, a millimeter between him and the car. He'll go that speed and the car will miss him by a very small amount. And he was right. But my son saw this adult, he was like about that tall, he saw this adult crossing, so he figured it must be okay. So he also crossed. And guess what? Yeah. The other guy was right. He missed him. It took this guy about a year and a half to come and apologize. You're an adult. Don't you dare cross against the red light. Don't you dare. Stand there and wait. Why? There are little eyes that are watching you. Don't have a temper tantrum in front of a kid. They're watching. Now, you want to have it, you're upset, and you really, it's not a problem, go into a different room and bang your head against the wall for a while, and you'll be okay. Either you'll feel better or you'll lose consciousness. Either way, you'll be okay. Rabbi say you're old Bakram. The Pnei Shiva's looking at you. I'm not saying this for the benefit of Yeshiva. I'm saying it's for your benefit. You have to know, it says about... Um, It says, All the creatures of yesteryear will be remembered. It's in the of Rosh Hashanah. That means if someone did something 500 years ago, well, let's, let's bring a more obvious example. Um, there was a great Russian named Leon Trotsky. Yeah? He was the one who created the Evsuxia, the, the Jewish section of the Communist Party. They made the Russian Communists look like Jew lovers. And they knew everything because they had gone to Cheder. He was the only person who the Chavaz Chaim ever cursed. It's very unhealthy to get cursed by the Chafetz Chaim. But this man was like he was killing, destroying Klal Yisrael. So he cursed him. And then uh, Stalin decided one day he doesn't like him anymore, which is also unhealthy. 
So anyway, he escaped in the nick of the time and then he went to Mexico City. And Stalin's long arm got him there and he may have murdered him, assassinated him. This man was the one who won the Russian Civil War. If not for him, you know, other anti-Semites would have been still running Russia. The Chavaz Chaim said, he's not Makana Trotsky's Rebbe. He's not Makana's Rebbe. He didn't handle him right. At the convention in Tarmasara, this is like scary, but Rabbi Yaakov Weinberg, his Talmud Rafrand, said that just like it says, says, also. Scary business. That doesn't mean he shouldn't be a Machanach. It's worth going to Gehenim to go, to, to go into Chinuch. But there's going to be mistakes. But one day we might talk about this, but it's not our, our forum. Because you're responsible. You're responsible. You have to get a good night's sleep. You have to eat a good breakfast, etc. You have to learn Chavis HaTalmidim. Yeah, it's amazing. I'm very grateful for giving me the opportunity to look at it again. You're responsible. After after speaking Beit Shemesh uh, tomorrow night. No, it's Chosetchum Matzoy Shabbos. Yeah. So one of the things I want to tell them is there's a terrible financial crush in the country today. Terrible. I mean, like, I mean, really bad. They can't bring a depression home with them. It's technical. A kid can't feel we're poor. A kid can't feel my father is learning, therefore I don't have money. Because that kid, for sure, is not going to, just, you know, he ain't going to want this. People, little eyes are watching. In this case, little eyes means the new Bachran. Those are little eyes. Okay? Audubachim, maybe even the second year guys also. But you used to look like a few years ago, put it that way. Yeah? You're responsible. It's a tremendous chusliyem hadin to be someone who's a good example. Now, uh, don't take this the wrong way. I'm not your mashgiach. I'm really not the mashgiach here. That's the truth. I hang around alone with guys. If no one else is around, so, you know, so they ask me something. So I'm just a default guy. Yeah? Oh, Yeah? You guys, people look at you. You're responsible. But Lutoivosa. Lutoivosa. Abacha sees Abacha coming to davening on time and davening and learning. They see something. It touches them. It means something. It matters. And you matter more than, than the Rabbeim do. Because they were sure they, they, that's expected. And there's a Maisa, famous Maisa, Ravoba told over. Um, there's a Rafrid in uh, Dallas, Texas. Yeah? Sit down the block from your grandmother. A couple hours drive from your grandmother. Yeah? 
he built up, he built it, struggling to build a Torah, a Mokum Torah in Dallas. A secular Jew comes up to him and gives him a very large check. So he says, like, you know, like, how, why do you come to me for? What, what connection do I have to you? So he said, I was at the Kaisal uh, Maravi. I saw this Jew Davenek. I was inspired by him. I, I just I couldn't take my eyes off his tefillah, the sincerity of his tefillah. He was actually talking to someone. We had no way of communicating, because I'm an American, which means, means I only speak one language, and he doesn't speak English. He speaks Yiddish and he's writ, maybe Hungarian, yeah, but he doesn't speak English. By the way, don't mistake, get a mistake, I like Americans. Shouldn't be any mistake. It's, you know, after them. Yeah. So, he came to Dallas and says, is there any place in Dallas where this Jew would feel comfortable? Because uh, I, I, I want some way to show respect to him. So they sent him to Rabbi Freed. He saved the place. And after he was Nifta, his son continues. So Revolba said, when this Jew comes, this Rishalmi Jew, comes to the Shemayim, and he gets all this car for the Torah community in Dallas, Texas. So there's two gears is what he's going to say. Maze Dallas or Vosidok Dallas. Yeah, everybody's going to have their opinion. What's the language over there? Okay. Yeah? All that's car. There was a Jew, I forgot his first name, it's one of, one of, uh, in one of Rav Krohn's um, Magid books, one of the earlier ones. There was a Jew, Rav Bloy, who was, had, who decided he was going to America to open an office for yeshiva to raise money because he had no panosa. He was destitute. Rahman al a lot of Jews were destitute in Shalim. Destitute means poor, very poor. Yeah? Okay. Um, and he was on the boat. This man never slept on Shabbos. He never slept on Shabbos. Shabbos is his day. is too precious to sleep. He was always up the whole Shabbos, all day, 24, 25 hours. And this secular Jew saw this man, how he's behaving on Shabbos. And he was very impressed. He said, what can I do for you? Now, he could have easily said, give X amount of money to Yeshiva, and he can just take the next boat back. He didn't do that. He said he had a cousin or a brother who was in a, in a, in a community in Israel, which was being, the kid, people were dying like flies from mosquitoes, from malaria. The swamps were plagued with malaria. The Pashat, Yeshiva was Pashat. Says he told them the story. Says, hey, you want to do something for me? Take care of him. And his brother wrote him a letter after that. Says, we don't know what happened. All of a sudden, whole teams of doctors came. They inoculated everyone. They drained the swamps. Oh, we know what happened. This man had his horse. You don't know who's looking. You're old, the Bachrim. And um, so, just like. Rav Noach Zechayin Levrocha said to me, you're at the top of the line, and I try to wriggle out of it instinctively. 
But you know something, he was right. A child has no responsibilities. He could do whatever he wants. He has only rights. But you have responsibility. I'm not giving you musicians. I care about you. I want to give you a key. That's why I didn't, I didn't continue what we were talking about. A key for you, Amadin. You make up your mind. Not to be perfect. That's, you know, you forget it's not going to work. But I, it will be part of my consciousness that I am an example. Then you get a schusarabim. To Yom Hadin. Get a schusarabim. Not, not, not so quick to... Um, not so quick to... Uh, to do things which maybe are unbecoming. I'm not trying to turn you into malachim. All I'm trying to do is that tell you that there's, to, to turn a certain switch over there, that this also should be on your mind. That's all. When that happens, you get a schusarabim. And that's a whole different deal for you, Amadin. That's all. Just like, think. Just like this year, you're going to try to be someone who's going to make a difference to someone else. You should have many, many years of making a positive difference to others. about the responsibility we have the Christ same Hadid responsibility to take uh, to do to begin responsibility not to blame etc I want to take it a step further but I believe I neglected to mention this, which I had wanted to mention at the beginning of this month. Maybe I should wait for the beginning of the next month. I had a conversation with Rabshagi Kalis Ben Azmanim. Yeah? You know, every time I leave here uh, at 6.30, I feel bad. Because his shear is amazing, it's interesting, it's relevant. Relevant means it's pertinent. It means it's uh, it's something which is practical use to me. And people sit and they listen and they like it. And then when he's finished, they leave. They don't write anything down. Um, they don't review it. So. I mean, you, it's, it is actually a movie also. Yeah? Because they do, you know... They film him. <laughs> so, I, you know, he agreed. And he said maybe he'd be willing to give a voluntary test. 
Okay, I'm out of it once a month. Write things down. Go over them. Get something out of it. That's a Kabbalah, and a good example of a Kabbalah to be responsible. My Mashgiach, Zechit Tzadik Levrocha, he said that when you get married, your wife is going to want to know, can you answer questions in Halacha? It doesn't mean, you know, heavy, difficult, complicated questions. The Rav in the neighborhood, Rav Pinchas, uh, said this. Pinchas Frankel said, 80% of the questions he gets are from open Mishnaburahs. I'm not telling you to learn Mishnaburah now. I'm telling you the Chazar of Shagishir. You have to learn how to look at Mishnaburah also. It's the pressure. It shouldn't be uh, a Chinese cookbook. Okay? But that's a different question. But to know basic halacha, many questions come up, they repeat themselves. And he, he does a very good job. So a good Kabbalah is, I'm actually going to write down what he says. And I'm actually going to review it. And I'll actually take a test. Because that means I'm changing my future. And that makes you a candidate for me, the Sarachamim. Now, the subject that I wanted to talk about tonight, it's an amazing thing. Nothing in the world ever goes lost. And I want to bring Kamavakama rise to this from the Welt, from the Maral, from the Geshe Achayim, from Kamavakamavakamavakamavakamavakamavakamavakamavakamavakamavakamavakamavakamavakamavakamavakamavakamavakamavakamavakamavakamavakamavakamavakamavakamavakamavakamavakamavakamavakamavakamavakamavakamav
and disappeared. So this person asked the brother, what are you talking about? Anyway, they checked, it was there. The rough paskin, it's not hers. Just because someone came in a dream and said that we put it away for you, but not her money anymore. As I said, there's halacha and there's regish. Yeah? The, the money's not yours, no matter what happened in the dream. Yeah? And the person described exactly where it was. Gosh. Yeah? So I don't know anything about these things, but I said one thing is for sure, that the mother's in a good place. Because someone a few months after Ptira cannot come back and talk to you if they're, not in, if they're, if they're in big trouble. Not that I know much about it. Yeah. But it becomes more and more obvious. There's near-death experiences where people, and now it's a common thing already, where people actually have out-of-body experiences and listen to the doctors joking with each other at the, uh, on the surgery or watching their body being picked up from a car accident. Something exists outside the body. Even an atheist would say that a person dies, the body decays, it turns into nitrogen. But the body still exists, it's just in a different state, just like a candle. So my neshama, my personality, my memory, my feelings, so that doesn't go anywhere. Like, why? Everything goes somewhere. There's a morale when he talks about a kilolas chinam. Some gives a kola uh, without meaning, without reason. Now, you shouldn't give kolas anyway. It's just not healthy. Okay, it's not a good idea. Uh, another good reason to try and control the temper. But the morale in Be'er HaGoyla, Amin Chofhei, he says the following. It's Be'er Sheni. Someone, he gives a marshal, someone throws a stone on something. If that thing doesn't accept it, the thing you're throwing it at doesn't accept it, doesn't stay there. So what happens? Shem ein oisei dov makabohu evan as evan nefach alazarek and it ricochets back. It got to go somewhere. It won't go there where you wanted it to go, so it'll come back on you. Kis hapech evan olav, and that's the pshat. Kol achoshi b'kshirim like you begufai. He's talking about machshavas also. That machshava is supposed to go somewhere. It can't go to the one who you being chayshin because he's kosher. So it goes back on you, right? Because he's really innocent. It's like throwing a. I believe he says here, talks here about also kill laschinam. Right now I don't see it. But that's the idea. You, you threw out an akshava, you were chayshi b'kshayrim, it comes back on you. 
Sorry, Kevin, it comes back on you. Nothing goes lost. Nothing is nothing. Nothing is nothing. There's a... Um, the Gesher Achaim, I've quoted this Gesher Achaim to you before, in Perak and Chela Gimel, Perak Vav, Simin Vav, he says, no sound ever goes lost. A person is Mashmia Koel, and that Koel comes back to him, and the Koel is in the Debus, Holochem Ispashet. And it also like bounces back on him. And he says, he brings a Zoya, you know, you say that the walls will tell you any Sicha Kala you had. It's recorded. The walls bear witness. Like, what does that mean? It means the sounds are still here. We know. And Mr. Geshe Chaim goes into this very, uh, very interesting. We know that today we can pick up sounds coming out of Tokyo. Right now, there's sound waves going through this room, coming from Tokyo. We don't hear them, we need a machine. But if you have a shortwave radio, you can hear it here in this room. But we haven't yet constructed a machine to pick up sounds from the past. But that doesn't mean they're not here. Just like everything else is here, that's also here, except we can't reach it. And it comes out interesting. You can pick up live. Or you can pick up live. The Rebbeinu talking to other Marishan in Gan Eden. Live! Because it's still here. Nothing goes lost. Everything's here. So I want to take this idea and take it one step further. Rav Dessler is a kind of I'm going to bring a few Mekaimas to this. A few more Mekaimas. Rav Arn says in Rosh Hashanah, Sifrei Chaim, this is a Mishnah, Rav Arn, Chelek Aleph, page Reish Mem Gimel and Reish Mem Dalit. It says, Sifrei Chaim the Sifrei Mason. You open up the Sifrei Chaim. We're being judged on Rosh Hashanah. Like, what's the Sifrei Mason? Says, they're also being judged. Did anything happen this year because of you? It reverberates. Just like the sounds from the Aserah Sedibus are still here, the effect of your mices are still here. Shmuel Hanavi was called up by Charlemagne to find out what's the war going to be like, what's going to happen tomorrow. He got a balasayv to call up Shmuel Anovi's neshama. So he says, Lama Gashtani, what are you, you give me? What's this fright? Why'd you frighten me? So Rabban brings down, what was he afraid of? Yeah? The Choshash, he brings a Chazal. Yeah? They're calling him to Din. So Frechter Baron. It's 24 months later. Heaven is the 24 months before. This man Din is over. What was he afraid of? Achinian Shokhosh Shemyotsa Akshav Takola Yodai. 
maybe something happened today in Olam Hazer because of me. And that's what he was right about. Yeah? He was frightened by that. It's very interesting. The people who don't have to be frightened, they're frightened. The people who are not frightened, they're the ones who have to be afraid. It's like this Fasema says, Matitzakeloi. That's only after they cried. Altira Avdi Yaakov. That's only after he was afraid. It's the people who are sure they're okay. Rabbi Rukham says that the things we think we're good in, we're not being, we're not doing so well. It's the things we're worried about, that those are the things we're doing better in. My pashanut on that is because we're more sensitive to it, more aware of it. Someone who thinks he has a problem with Lush and Hara is a lot better off than someone who thinks he doesn't, etc. This is Fasemis in Pasha's Vayera. Klal Yisrael is eating the schar of Akedas Yitzchak. Chain Tzorach called them with his by name. Kimaisev Noigin to all the Dairis that come after him. What you do today is going to affect Dairis. Sometimes it's obvious. Told you once, I was online in Moscow airport. Spent three days there. Three days with the teachers. All day, every day. It was every single one I said was translated into Russian, wine by wine. By the third day, I was able to understand enough Russian to say, I don't know what you said, but I didn't say that. I was online in the airport to enter Russia. I, I, I was deeply grateful to my grandfather. In 1903, he made a good move. He went to the United States. I wasn't coming home. So sometimes there are obvious things that I do that affect the virus. I, ch- I move countries, etc. But there's much more than that. Much more than that. I-, I want you to understand me. I'm not trying to frighten you. That's just not my style. And um, I don't scream. I'm not trying to uh, get you into an emotional pitch. Because it doesn't, you know, it doesn't last. So I'm just telling you the reality. There's a Rav Desla Zechayin Levrocha in Chelik Dalad when he goes over the the davening of the Yom Neroim. He says, "Upoiked kol yitzure kedem." He remembers Pekida first refers to a very strong remembering. Like uh, a constable with tafkit. When you give someone a new tafkit, it says, Hashem Sora. He remembered her. He changed her tafkit to a mother. He gave her a new tafkit. When Paroi was remembering his avadim, he was giving them a new tafkit, taking away the tafkit. Pekidah is a strong remembering. All the ones that have been created in, 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 in all the years past. In order to charge this door, you have to bring to the Cheshman all the previous mices. Because one detail that someone in the previous door chose, 
Many things are caused. And you brought the din on that. Now, of course, you have to remember, no question that you encouraged someone. You tried to help, you helped someone. Of course, that's also for sure. In fact, Rav Shach Zuchanan said a tremendous Kiddush. He said there's a halacha, a mesis. A mesis is somebody who tried to convince someone to serve Rav Adizar And he failed. He tried. But they took him to Bezdin and they finished him off. He tried and failed. He's punished for trying and failing to hurt someone, to, to be mevable someone. What about someone who tried to be Makaira someone? Someone tried to make someone better and failed. Kavachayma 500 times in the for trying and failing. Kavachayma from Mesis. So we're not just talking, I'm not here to frighten you. All I'm here is to tell you wait a minute, you have responsibility. An adult wants to have responsibility. We have a natural nature to not, because we don't want to take, don't want to take responsibility. I remember I was, I was, uh, I was sitting shiva for my father. So Rav Noach Weinberg came to Menachem Avil. I was an ancient terror then. He would have come anyway. And he says to me, you know, Rav Noach, you're the top of the line now. You're the next door. So my gut reaction was, no, I have two older brothers. I'm not the top of the line, not responsible. But the truth is, a person who's, who's beseder, who is what he's supposed to be, wants to have responsibilities. Because you want to not matter? Is that what you want? People, they look forward to when they're going to retire. Then I won't have to get up early to make the 602 train. Ah, it'll be great! I can do what I want, I can go golfing, I can get up whenever I want, I can do whatever I want. And it's great for a few weeks. And then they realize they don't matter to anyone anymore. You know why I don't have to make the 602? Because there's somebody else in the office instead of you. They don't need you anymore. That's a terrible feeling. That's why if you have an older, an older a grandparent and who's not, who you're worried about their health, I'm going to give you an important piece of advice. Ask them questions, preferably in person. In the Israeli yeshiva I was at, there was a French boy whose grandfather was very sick in a Paris hospital and he couldn't leave yet. So I said, send him a video saying to him, however you say grandfather in French, and I, I have to come and see you. There's a lot of things, I have a lot of questions. It gives people a reason to live. A grandfather has a lot of things to tell you. A lot of things about life, a saver. I'm just to ask, what do you think? Uh, this is important and that's important. You know, tell me about your experiences. Talk, tell me how you grew up. What was the world like? What did you find to be important? And mean it, of course. It keeps them healthier. There was a person years ago in Unsdorf who was sick. But he was he was alone. He was, he, he was divorced. He basically didn't have anybody in the world. So the doctors in Hadassah Hospital said, if you will come visit him, he will survive. If you don't, he won't. What does that have to do with Western medicine? The answer is yes. A person has to feel people care about him. What's Bikr Chaylim? What's Nicham Avelim? 
what you're going to tell the other something? What are you going to tell the other? What do you have to say? His only solution that he wants is Tchiyas HaMesim. And we say, Even though in Tanakh, Elisha and Elio, they were just a, a Kaili for the Rebbe Shalom. They didn't do anything. You're the only one who's What's the what's the what's the There's somebody in the world who cares about you, who notices that you're in trouble. You visit a sick person. I told you once that that Ramosha Schwab from Gateshead. He came to a London hospital. He sat next to this man's bed for a half hour. Didn't say a word, and got up and left. And this man said that was his best visit. That's, what's, what's, someone is sick Pekachayim is visiting someone who's sitting shiva on their health come on the there's, there are so many things what we do matters we, uh, I mean, we, we don't want to not have responsibility I want to tie it with the word chiba, love and the word responsibility they first cousins a mechuyev, a choyev, a debt, is something I want to have. I want to owe. I don't want to borrow. I want to owe means I, ha- I have responsibilities to you. That's what we want. The bigger you are, the more responsibilities you have. The base, uh, I think it was the Rabchaim Voloshina, there was a famous miser that he wrote a letter to his daughter yeah. He wrote a letter to his daughter and then he quickly ran out and recalled the letter. Why? He had spelled her name halachically incorrectly. He was afraid that someone would take that letter and use it as a raya how to spell that name. He's a, he's hired. They say he's been very careful what he does. There was a Maishu Jabban Kotla, he went to Davin and Zichin Maishu and he came in, he gave, as he got in, he gave a certain onit, he gave the onit tzedakah. On his way out, he gave him again. So he said, like, what did you have to give him again for? He says, because if I leave now, and I don't give him money, people say, Rabban walked past that onit, he didn't give him tzedakah, he maybe had a reason. The famous mice with the milk, and with Rabbi Shed, it were two milk companies, that, you know, each one, of course, said the other one wasn't kosher. Business is business. Yeah. And this person was, I guess, a liberal-minded fellow who was making a bris. Said both kinds of milk on the table. A broad-minded man. And Ramosh was seen, picked up a carton of milk, looked at it, put it down, and picked up the other carton and used it. So people were saying, Reb Moshe held from this milk and not from that. But someone brought Hashem asked him. And he said, what? The first carton was closed. The second carton was open already, so I used that. You understand? But people are already building, like, you know, you go to a, a museum of natural history, they take one bone and make a whole dinosaur out of it. Well, that's what they did with Reb Moshe's milk carton. It's, it's, it's scary. He's responsible. Rabbi Sai, we're very close to Rosh Hashanah. The whole El, we've been talking about we are responsible for ourselves. We have to, we have to know that 
Our future is in our hands. We have to do something. You want to know halacha? It's not good enough just to sit and listen and be entertained by Rabshagi. Rabshagi has what to give to you. Real food. You can enjoy it and not get anything out of it. Just like, just watch him and it's like very interesting. Or you could take an effort to write it down and review it. At least that. That's responsibility for your future. You take responsibility. Midasarachamim is a person shows rebellion when he has a future. He can change. It doesn't have to be huge. It doesn't have to be, doesn't have to be uh, enormous. It has to be a change. So for now, we didn't, we don't, we don't, we, I didn't speak everything on the subject, but we know we have to stop more or less on time. So to sum up, you're adults. There's a Yemadin coming in a few days. You're responsible. You're responsible. You're not responsible to be someone else. You're responsible to be you. You can't be Rebel Yashif. You can't. Okay? You can't do it. I'm not trying to discourage you. I'm trying to make sure you stay healthy. You can't do it, but you can be you. The world that produced Rebel Yashiv and the life that he lived, etc., etc., you can't do it. But you can do a lot. And that you're responsible for. When you realize that I am a responsible person, then the Ezra Hashem, the Banshan says, he has a future. You have to take the time to think about it before Yom Hadin. To take a time to learn the davening. Don't learn it during davening. And follow along every word. This means this and this means this. So you don't feel anything. You're talking to the Banishlelem. You're not learning the Sefer. But you have to pay it beforehand. These forms are very important. You have to know what you're saying. But you have to feel something. You're responsible to prepare the davening. To know what you're talking about. And these forms are excellent. But don't say I'm going to learn the davening while I'm davening because then you're not davening, you're learning. Is this clear? You're responsible. If you didn't prepare, so you get the gist of the idea from the book, but you then you talk to the Rebbe look at the words, understand what you're going to say, and then talk to the Rebbe That's the chat that the, that the Arizal, even though he knew all the Kavanis, but he davened like a young child, right? As Mr. Brewer says it. While he's davening, you talk to the Rebbe you're responsible. If you learn and realize that you're responsible, Bez Hashem, you'll have exiva v'chasimataiva. a subject that we covered, covered, touched on in Elul. It's a very, very important subject. And I figured enough time has gone by for some of you even forgot that I spoke about it. So then it's like, no. Yeah. Or um, those who didn't forget, 
So then now it'll go in. Of course, the second time around, it goes in better. And then there's, uh, there's, what, there's what to build on it. Some very important things. Now, Friday night, um, we just began it. We brought a Rabbi Ruchim. Rabbi Ruchim in Pashas Aigash, he brings him Madrash. For Amru B'Madrash, that Yosef cried. He's been with his brothers. He's begging their forgiveness. Oh, really? And, and, and he goes on, he says, We think if someone would do something to us, I feel a shy gag. Yeah? We get, we get furious. And, and, you know, and, and nothing would hold us back. He do anything to him because he did something to me. Yosef, he made a chesh when him asked him, V'choshev, he thought, Ki ulay hu be'emes o'shem ba'koyel. Ulay de'pshiyose go'am sh'toa bo'yechav. Maybe it's his fault. Maybe it's my fault. Imagine that. His brothers sold him down to the, down the river. To basically the better, worst place in the world where nobody ever got out. And maybe it's his fault. Like, what could he have done to deserve that? And you see that Yosef felt he needed to manifest. That's one piece of new information that we didn't speak about in Elam. What did we speak about in Elam? We'll build on it tonight. Bezos Hashem is Barach. We said that people need to take responsibility. People need to take responsibility. person understands he doesn't have pshat. He doesn't know pshat. Better than that than to say, okay, I have pshat and give a bad pshat. And we spoke about that at length. But there's something much more than that. We tend to blame people for things. I told you the Manchester Shiva is a kind of it was a miser of a woman telling her child bad stairs, bad floor that you slipped on. Like, huh? The teaching the child, there's always someone to blame. Remember I told you a mice of a principal who told it to me, says there was a child who was uh, not doing well, and the child says to him, it's your fault. He says, okay, I came this year, but I wasn't here last year. So his classic answer was, there's always somebody to blame. It's a way of life. It's always someone else's fault. This is a, is a, is a, is a, uh, a sickness. And we brought examples. Rabbi Vigdim Miller said that when Esther came into the base at Slomim, so the Ruach HaKodesh left her. And she said, Kaili, Kaili, Loma Zaftani. Gila Beis at Slomim. Now, the root truth is she could have very easily thought correctly that in a place where there's Avodah Zarah, so there's Tashor Sashchin is less 
That's what the Chassam Sefer says. Why do they have to leave, Moshe have to leave the city? It says here, because by the Maka of Borod, everyone had brought their sheep into the city and there was an Avodah Zara. So they had to leave the city. In the place where there's Avodah Zara, so the Ruch HaKadosh goes away. It goes away, it doesn't mean it's not there. It means you can't access it. The Ruch HaKadosh, except you can't access it. Because there's Tumah. So she could have easily said, you know, why the Ruch HaKadosh left? Because I'm the Beis HaSlamin. But she didn't do that. She said, Shema Karosiv Kelev. Karosiv Kelev. Maybe I called him a dog. It's not covered Malchus. Now, there's a Rashi in, in this week's parsha that Yaakov stood up, sat up when Yosef came because he bowed down to Malchus. What was Rashi's two examples? Achav and Pare. If the Achav and Pare, we don't say Zechayim Levracha. So what's the riot? The answer is, it's Melech. Melech is Kayach. There's a reason we eat Mechab and Malchus. The simple shot is, he's a dogma of Melech, Malchem, Amlochem. A parent. It's Hukash Kvay, they cover the Malchem. It's Hukash Kvay, you have to Mechab in him. But the Halach is, Eino, Eisim, Maisa, Amchav, we're not going to the Shulchan Aruch. But the, 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 the Mekor of Kibbut Av is, is Hukash Kvay, they look over the Malchem. Does a a kleiner a kleiner rebbeinu shalevim? I mean, to a young child, it's for sure like that. So I'm only thinking a thing. I'm only thinking I saw in a sefer. Children, you know, a child was playing with a doll, and she started slapping the doll around. I told you to be quiet. She's playing house. Or the family the mice with the kid got up in kindergarten. So every week someone makes kiddish. So his kid got up and said, Oh, that's such a hard week. That's such a hard week. He thought that was part of kiddish. Understand? Kids don't think parents did anything wrong. They imitate their parents. Why is it that kids who get hit end up hitting their kids. All they remember is there wasn't geschmack to get hit. It doesn't enter their minds that it's wrong. Because that's what parents do. Like parents, they can have as many trees as they want. Because they're parents. Parents can scream and use bad words because they're parents. It's only when a kid matures later they can start being mafid. Hey, you know, even though my parent did that, he was wrong. But that's a, that's a maturity. A kid grows up instinctively. That, that's why uh, children from a divorced home, they try. It's it's, it's they blame themselves because my parents are not mistaken. It's hukish kvayim kovod amokim b'teva, b'etzem b'teva is hukish kvayim. But the Mukar is Hukash Kvaitam. Now they're Bayna Bukhai. Others say that it's Hakara Sataif. Kibravem is Hakara Sataif. So Ayla Vailu Divila Kimchaim. But the Maisa, forget about the the reasons. It's a chaik. You have to mimchabi your parents. Hukash Kvaidai. So Melech also, he's a dogma of of Shemaim. If you're gonna be Mishatif to Nakim Mukhabir a Melech Basavidam, that's gonna affect your covered Mahashemaim. 
So Achashverosh, he was a dog. It was true. But she wasn't supposed to call him a dog. Had she let him in Akel. So that's why Ruch HaKadosh went away. She took responsibility. Rav Miller Zechana Ruch said, A tzaddik says, like Yoyna said, Bishali asar ha-gadol hazeh. Yoyna said, it's me. Now all these people on the boat, the Oyte Avod is Arnikim. They like their low lives. And, 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 and Yoyna says, no, this is because of me. That's the Teva, not the Teva. This is the Chinuch and the, and the Avod of a person is that they take a chryas. Take a chryas. He says, he says that uh, Rabbi Hanan brings down that the Great Depression hit. So when things go well, they say, they did it. But when the Depression hit, right? In Pashas Ekev. We learned it. That, that's the type of a person. Something goes wrong, it's his fault. Whose fault is it? Not me. This is a recipe for a failed life. The brothers, at the end of Pashas Mikates. So, they were, they were caught. Binyamin didn't do anything wrong. Like the Orachim says, you hang around with bandits, you get into trouble. You finish. You know? He was innocent. He gets taken along also. They accepted responsibility. It's our fault. He wants just Binyamin. The Orachim says, oh, that's why you get Shalom Yehuda. Yehuda wasn't a scaredy cat. He wasn't, you know, he was ready to accept being an Evid. Because he thought it was, a, it was because of his Avera. As soon as he found that it wasn't because of his Avera, they want just Binyamin. Azoi. Then, then, then it's war. It, it, because that's the Mitzvah is you take responsibility. Achrayis is a Russian Achris. What is something going to look like at the end? You understand? Now, there are a few things before we go on to this Nakuda even more. Is what are some of the things that can go on in your head that can help you? Take responsibility. Responsibility is a sign of being grown up. Rabbi Fisher, Shlita, very great Jew. He said, what are the mazel tovs of life? When do you wish somebody mazel tov? Child is born. Now, the mazel tov is this child now has to start doing something. Until then, he didn't have to do anything. Now he has to nurse. Mazel tov. And then the child gets weaned, which is an English word meaning stops nursing. Yeah? Mazel tov. Now you have to work harder. And then you come bar and bas mitzvah. Responsible. Mazel tov. And then you get married. More responsibility. Mazel tov. And then you have a child. Mazel tov. The mazel tovs of life, he said, are the more responsibilities I have, the more the mazel tovs are. Because what did you come here for? You came in to be responsible. So we, we, this, that's our subject. But you have to understand that one of the reasons that people don't want to take responsibility is because they think that if they made a mistake, it means they're bad. I always say, 
the per perfectionists have only one problem, that they're living on the wrong planet. That's the only problem they have. The, the Svarsema says, yeah? It's to pshat here. Maybe she wanted to do it one way, so it wasn't going to go. So he went to plan B. No. So Samus says, In the Olam HaMachshava, it shayach midas hadin. I want to be perfect. I want to do a perfect job. But I know, but Olam HaMaisa is not going to go. Olam HaMachshava midas hadin. But no, Olam HaMaisa not. And he brings the Pesach. And Tzadik HaShayah said, Hey, now, if you don't, you want perfection, but you're not going to make it. That's like the North Pole. The North Pole, like the compass tells you where the North Pole, which direction is the North Pole. Like, who wants to go to the North Pole? It's very boring scenery. The weather is not good, and the natives are not friendly. The answer is, I don't want to go to the North Pole. I want to go to Montreal, or from Santiago, Chile. I want to go anywhere. Okay, it's a directional. That's all it is. I have to know where I want to go. I have to measure my getting further or closer. Say that, but it doesn't mean I'm a bad person. If I did something wrong, all it means is that I made a mistake. That's all it means. You make a lot of mistakes, so try and figure out like what what's going on. But it doesn't. It's not me. Yeah. Once a person knows that, so then it, 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 you don't have to shift blame to somebody else. It's okay, made a mistake, so therefore. And these mistakes, as the Gemara says, You made a mistake about something. You know, the chances of you having a successful life are much better. Like the example, you know, Chochma Bina Vadas. Chochma is information. My mother told me that a hot pot on the fire, don't touch it, it's going to burn. That's information. Bina is, I figured out, it's not the shape of the pot. It's not how tall it is. It's metal on fire. So I figured out even a, a frying pan, the same thing is going to happen. That's Bina. But when I touch the frying pan, and I, ouch! That's das. The chance of my doing something dangerous with hot metal for the rest of my life goes way down. I'm, I am going to have a much safer life because of that mistake. Made a mistake. Terrific. That's we, 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 it's a whole subject, but the word lahaydais. Lahaydais means to say thank you retroactively. To be maida. I thought, first I thought I was right, and then I realized I made a mistake. That's a haidah. I looked deeper into it. Amaita. The tsaris of Hanukkah, it turned out to be a tremendous bracha. Or of Miller's example, Volozhin was closed. When Volozhin closed, it was a terrible tragedy. It was, not, it was like the Churban Beis HaMikdash closing Volashen. I mean, I mean, it's without a guzma. Yeah, that was the place where Klai Yisrael was being provided with his Kedalim. There are a few other yeshivas also. Tells was around, and Mir was around, but Volashen. And it closed. 
yeshiva started springing up because of that. All over the place. Like, it's like, it was like the, the frog in, in, uh, in Egypt. You close the lesson. So now we have four. Yeah? yeah so afterwards, you see, look back. Amaida. Amaida. It was good. You burnt your finger? That's terrific. Yeah? Now, you have, you have a, a, a successful life ahead of you because of that. A person is open to being wrong. I'll give you a very simple example. Um, in, in, there's a mission in, Elements, in the beginning of Eilu Metzius. In the beginning of Eilu Metzius. It says, Kikra Shalnachtaim is Haril Shalai. Kikra Shabalabayis is Chayv Lahachris. So for, you know, that's usually one of the first things you learn in Cheder. And what was the Pshat? The Pshat is that Kikr Shalnachtam um, is produced. It's all the same. Kikr Shalnachtam makes, you know, it's a little different. It's, it's personal. You know, everyone has their, like, twists their chal a little different. That's not Pshat. It's not Pshat. I didn't know that until I got to Tvul Yain. In Tvul Yain, there's a Shaila. What makes things connected as far as Tumah? So there's a shy over there of a stone on a cookie. If you touch the stone, it's the pshat, the stone is bottled to the cookie, and therefore you touch the cookie and it's tummy. Oh no, it's not. It's like a yad, or it's, it's not part of the cookie. Yeah? So it's not makabal Tumah. So but the shy is like, why would anyone put a stone on a cookie? Except the dentist, maybe. Like, why? So the Mephoshim say, that they had mass ovens. They were like 40, there was community ovens. Yeah? So like you had 40 people with their, with their chalas. Yeah? So mine is the 10th chal in the 14th row. No, maybe it's the 14th chal in the 10th row. So everyone had their sinin. Every personal person who, every person who was baking for himself had a sinin, like a brand on an animal. Yeah? My cookie, my, my cake has this simon. That's Pshat in the Mishnah. It's Pshat in the Mishnah. I think I saw afterwards that the Shita says the same thing. I'm not sure. But that's Divri Torah Anim B'mokam Zev Hashim B'mokam Acher. But I'm open to the fact that I learned wrong Pshat in the Mishnah. And we told my gears of the Ankas, the years and years. I made a mistake. The ability to admit you made a mistake is a different world. It's a different life. Okay. So let's, let's move on a little bit more. I'm going to touch on something very, very little sensitive, but that's okay. What does it mean to be alive? What does life mean? So there's a morale in the Sivataira. The morale says like this. Life, yeah, is when you're able to stand by yourself. That's why Mayim Chaim, the morale says, is water that replenishes itself. It, it holds itself. Because you can stand by yourself. Yeah? Because he's not he doesn't make it on his own. He needs stalker. So you see, life 
is the ability to go by yourself, to hold yourself up. There's a Ramban, and it's Mashman the Ramban, but it says, I'm novel v'loi chacham. A novel is like a dead person. The word nevela, a noivlois, noivlois means these fruits that fall off before the time. Or nevela, what's pshat of nevela? Nevela doesn't have any ruachayim in it, so it can't hold itself up. It falls down. Noivlois fall off the tree, because they're lacking life. Life is the ability to hold yourself. So a person at some point has to say, I have to take care of myself. I have to make decisions. I have to understand. Now, I want you to understand that no one's ever finished. No one's ever finished. For those who knew Rashiva, so there's, an, there's a forever Avelis. There's a forever Avelis. What, you think you outgrew the Rosh Hashiva? It's not Shaykh. Not Shaykh. It's not Shaykh. But there are things you don't have to ask him anymore. I was sitting once in his, uh, in his waiting room, up in his apartment. Someone came out and I said, what child did you ask? And he told me to Shiloh. I said to him, you know, in 25 years, you didn't know what he would say about that. It's a, you have to learn. You always have to have a Rebbe. Rav Oba, his Rebbe was Rebbe Rucham Levavitz. And, when, and then he came, and then in Eretz Israel, he took Rav as a Rebbe. And then when Rav Hutner was Nifta, he took his son in law Brandon David as a Rebbe. He was older than them. Everyone needs a Rebbe. Everyone needs someone to talk to. That's not a weakness. Of course there's things you don't know. Some, there's some things you're negated with Davon and you can't, and you can't decide. Some things you just don't know. Some things you never experienced. It's how it doesn't end. It's a mice with the guy. The brother is a chayim levracha brings down and says, "Namelo shall tire also." Tuchsech me. The chayim v'loshin that came in Friday to to Vilna, he was in the mikveh, and they and they they rushed him out. Said the guy needs to see you now. Needs to see you now. So he comes in. The guy had a handkerchief on his head. He was like, he looked terrible. His wife said he's been fasting. Says he's stuck. He's stuck on something he doesn't know. So he says, Chaim, I haven't started. He says, Rebbe, <laughs> Rebbe. Like, I mean, the Rebbe doesn't know, you know? In the name of the Rebbe, Rab Chaim, you know him. He says, still, two are better than one. So Rab Chaim started having a little mahalach. Oiru enough. His eyes lit up. The guy in his eyes. And he finished the mahalach, and he had, right before Shabbos, he had a cup of tea. Now supposed to go into, uh, into, uh, Fasting into Yantif, even though next Friday is a Tzadhanis, but you know, usually it's not on Friday. The Gemara says, the little Eitzim light up the big wood. You know, in, 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 the, in the Mizbeach, they had little chips of wood with which you lit up the main, uh, the little Tamir Chachamim. The, they helped they help the Rebbe. They helped the Rebbe. Everybody needs somebody. Of course. But we're not, we're talking about about the idea that I have to learn. I have to understand myself. I have to take responsibility. What achrayis comes from what achris. Achris means how is it going to look in the end? How about letting people make mistakes? Kids can make mistakes. So don't make mistakes. Like, so what? So make mistakes. How else do you learn? 
there was my, my, two of my sons were in Shaduchim. It was a very, very big secret. There are a lot of secrets in Shaduchim. Yeah? You have to have a, uh, you know, whatever. You have to be a master detective, whatever. They were very good cooks. Mustamid is not a masmid. If he's a good cook, Mustamid is not a masmid. Which wasn't true. Amazing masmidim. Except five of our first six children were boys. Yeah? And no. Not because they had to. My wife cooked, so they cooked with her. Say, bro, you dropped an egg. So you dropped an egg. So therefore, what? So you dropped an egg. So next time, hold on, how not to drop an egg, that's all. Eggs, when they drop, they break. You find out. Who's that? But that's response. That's, you know, it's okay, that's how you learn. Let people do things. Let people do things. So you have to know, Yosef took a Christ. It's my fault. This whole thing, my fault. It's how it takes a Christ. Rabbi Sadiq. I want to give you an answer. We don't have any time. Get up two minutes before the Vekr comes. People, some Bokram think they'll marry someone who will get them up for chakras. No, it's true, I'm telling you, I know. Not, not personally. Yeah? It's true. So, uh, someone will do something for me. The Vekr will come twice. I want to I want to uh, suggest something like revolutionary, that maybe after breakfast take your plastic plate and put it in the garbage, yeah, just to make sure this is understood correctly in the rubbish, okay? Just make sure everyone understands me. La basura. There's nobody here who needs that. Yeah. Missed. Now someone's gonna come around and they're gonna clean off the tables. It's not good for you. Do you think tables get cleaned by themselves? Is that what you think? They don't. Now, if it was up to me, Baruch Hashem, you're like, you people would hate me. You'd have to clean your rooms. I'm talking about sponger. Yeah? You'd have to make sure the dining room is clean before you leave. Because what's going to happen? What's going to be with you? What's going to happen to you? You have to know, Rabbi Sai, this is the hallmark of a successful person. You came to this world to be a chai. Again, a person never stops needing a Rebbe. And the person has to learn to ask questions. But you have to learn that there's some questions you don't have to ask 52 times. Yeah? A lot of times a Bach will ask me a question if I have Kesha with him. And I'll, say, I'll give him an answer and I'll say, now ask me why. My definition of a good teacher and a good parent is he makes himself obsolete as quickly as possible. Parents want their children to outlive them. Understand? So Rabbi Sai, that's we see from this parsha, Yosef Hatzadik took responsibility even things that seem so far, far away. That's a derech hachaim, a derech of Hatzadik, to say b'sheli hasar hagadol hazer. That's how you. That's that's what you came to this world for—to be a chai, to be made. To make decisions, of course, you have to have a time when you have to ask. Rabbi Akiva said to Rabbi Lezer, Rabbi Lezer was nifter. says, Rabbi, have a moist yeshli. There's so many questions I have. Ve'emli shulchani. I don't have anyone to answer. Of course, it doesn't end. It doesn't end. Yeah. In Megillah, Rabbi Lezer used to bring this. They asked Rabbi Shimba Yechoi. 
What about the the Of course, of the Suda was then just only the Jews in Shushan. See, so only said to them, "Emoratem, you give it terrence. What do you mean, give it terrence? Think. A chai is noisiest atzmai, right? And halach chai is noisiest atzmai. You have to be a chai. You have to be noisiest atzmai. You take responsibility. You're going to be responsible for a wife. Responsible for children. Be responsible for yourself. If you do chazara, you have to go to sleep on time, you're responsible. No, people can't do things for you. So Rabbi Sai. Yosef HaTzadik said he had to be Mephias then. Maybe it's his fault, Bement. Yes, a person has to look at it that way. The brothers also have to look at it that way. Then you have a, a, a world of tzaddikim. Each one says, B'Shali HaSar and then we come, Bezla Hashem, to a world where people take responsibility. They grow. They learn from their mistakes. I made a mistake. Terrific. It's not anyone else's fault but mine. I learned wrong shot. Terrific. Then you, come, then you can come to a place where HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, You're a Chai. Chai Hein Ba'ilam Hazer and Chai Hein Ba'ilam Habo.